Hey, welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this edition, we're going to check in with three people, actually. TJ Mann from Mostly Sports, Travis Gabadon from Team 23, and Tim Durstam from Team Utah. For more information about any of these teams or anybody competing in TBT, be sure to check out thetournament.com. TJ Mann, Mostly Sports. Where does the team name come from? Uh, the team name actually originates from a podcast, a sports podcast uh, hosted by one of my teammates, Jay Devlin, and uh, another one of my teammates, Mike Scavati. And uh, the two of them have been running this podcast together for a while, uh, Tuesday nights on uh, UBN Radio and also on iHeartRadio, um, where they discuss, you know, sports, pop culture. Uh, right now, the hot the hot item is uh, the Bachelorette. That even gets my mom to tune in. <laughs> Jay is a uh, Bachelorette savant, I would say. How did this team come together? Uh, so... The team came together a few years ago, not a few at this point. It's uh, probably about seven now. Jay Devlin uh, moved out here from Delaware County, Pennsylvania. And uh, in the, you know, the, the Philadelphia suburbs, uh, namely Delaware County, there's a pretty tight-knit basketball community. Jay's a couple years older than myself and uh, Brian and Jeff Miller. But uh, we all played in the same leagues together and, you know, we – we made our friendships there. And then once Jay moved out, um, I guess I came out to visit a couple of times. Brian eventually moved out. And then uh, I was stuck in Mississippi, so I was trying to go anywhere. I mean, Siberia was uh, – I didn't really have any connections there. And, uh, you know, the weather's better in L.A., so I decided I'd move to L.A. Uh, because I had, you know, a little bit of a, uh extended family out here. So – once I came out here, you know, as you know, we played a few years ago in Philadelphia the first year with uh, El Vino, which was all Philadelphia area guys. And then last year, um, when I found out I was moving to L.A. or when I decided to move to L.A., and we looked at the, you know, we were very late in the game last year. and We saw, you know, the votes in the West weren't too outrageous. And probably with like three weeks left, I said, hey, you guys want to put a team together? You know, we have. Brian, Jay, and myself. I mean, if we could find four other guys that want to play, you know, this was a great experience the first year. Let's try to see if we can get ourselves back in it. So uh, from there, Jay reached out to an old roommate of his, Brandon Brooks, who is uh, the women's water polo coach at UCLA and a former Olympian, and, uh, you know, a couple other buddies of his, and and we were able to uh, field a team. We had a couple guys that couldn't make it last year, so we were low on numbers, but you know, we went out there and did what we could. What would it mean for you guys to win TBT? Uh, winning TBT would be pretty amazing. Um, you know, money aside, you know, money is obviously a great motivator, a reason why a lot of people would join the tournament. But I think for guys like us, uh, first of all, we're probably older than most everybody. So, you know, we, we have uh, – you know, several several uh, factors playing into our uh, underdog and pride roles. So, you know, the fact that we're older than most teams, the fact that, you know, not all of us, you know, we don't have uh, any big names and uh, we're just a bunch of guys that want to go out and play scrappy, play hard, see what we can do. And if, if what we can do is win TBT, I mean, we'll definitely party harder than anybody else that would win TBT. I can guarantee that because – that is one thing that, that we know how to do. 
Which team in your region besides yourselves do you think is the best? I actually, I think Gonzaga is the Gonzaga team is really good, especially with the addition of Justin Burrell. Cause I mean, that guy can really play. He's, he's a great athlete, but just the fact that they have uh, a lot of experience. Uh, they've, you know, they have a guy like Dan Dickow who has like nine or 10 years in the league still with all that time logged in the league. He's not an old guy. Um, they got a lot of size and just, I mean, they come from a program where, you know, they all played in the same system. It wasn't like they were broken up over a bunch of different coaches. And so they know the system. They have a familiarity with each other. And, um, you know, just like us, we, you know, we play for each other because we're all from the same place. And, you know, they're all representing something in Gonzaga. So, you know, they've, they've got something to play for. And uh, I think they're going to be a really tough team. You know, I was looking at them um, last night. It looks like they had a big alumni event last weekend up there in Spokane. Did you know about that? I had no idea. That's pretty awesome, though. <laughs> and there were like 2,500 people that showed up to watch these guys have an inter-squad scrimmage. It's, I mean, it's like a really big deal yeah. uh, up there in Spokane. So that could be an interesting matchup if you guys end up playing them. Yeah, they are. That's like probably the one team that I wouldn't want to play in the first round. But, you know, whatever. You got to deal that. You got to play the hand you're dealt, right? Now, you were talking a little bit about being an underdog and stuff. And I'm curious, you know, what your expectations are like coming into the event. This is your third year playing um, you know, you guys are, as you said, a little bit of an older squad, but not necessarily inexperienced from, from that perspective. You guys have all been playing for years, and all of you, I think, played college basketball pretty much, right? Yeah, I think just about everybody we have has played college basketball. Um, trying to think. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody on our, our roster that hasn't played college basketball. Um, a lot of us have played against, you know, in the summertime and stuff against a lot of guys that were pros, whether it's, you know, in Europe or in the NBA. So, you know, we are very much uh, – we're very familiar with the – you know, they always say, like, bring your game, not your name, stuff like that. You know, you know those stupid sayings that everybody throws out there, all those cliches. But, I mean, it, it's true. We're, we're very uh, well-versed in that where, you know, we've had to go out on the court and face guys like John Salmons, the Kyle Lowry's of the world, and, like, you know, pretty much most of the guys from the Philadelphia area that, that made a name for themselves in the league, we've had to play against it at one time or another uh, during the summer. So, I mean, we're no stranger to playing against talented guys. Um, I think, you know, the the toughest thing to face is when you have all those talented guys that are familiar with one another, like, you know, like the Gonzagas of the world or like LA Unified who they play every summer together. So, it's it's teams like that 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 is tough. When it's one or two of those guys that are really good, when you have a, a team with a lot of with a lot of strong cohesion and and that are playing for one another and are familiar with one another, you can you can overcome that uh, that talent gap sometimes. But you know when it's when that team with all that those teams with all that talent have the same type of familiarity with one another. You uh, you just have to hope you're on you're on your game that day. <laughs> what do you think the differences from your experience playing in Philadelphia in pro ams and rec leagues and stuff versus playing out in L.A.? Uh, you're getting a lot more fights in Philadelphia. Uh, that is that is definite. Um, you know, <laughs> L.A. The guys. Uh, I will say this, and it probably won't be popular on the West Coast, but I feel like. 
guys in Los Angeles have a very high opinion of their uh, abilities. Um, you know, they a lot of times I feel like they show up and they're just like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm this, I'm that, whatever. You know, I played Division One here, but you know what, like. You've got like 40 Division One schools in your state, so you should play Division One somewhere. You know, it, it is in a place like Philly. You know, the state of Pennsylvania itself only has so many Division One programs, so everybody's scrapping and clawing for that. So it's you know, every time you walk out the door to a rec league or to a park, from the time you're you know 14 to the time you're 30, you know, guys. Guys have a chip on their shoulder all the time. It's it's hard to explain because I've played in a lot of places, a lot of cities, met a lot of guys, and Philadelphia is is kind of a different beast. Um, you know, there's all there's all kinds of of different rivalries. You know, city to suburbs, and you know, inner city, then you know your high school league teams. Like, just there's just rivalries everywhere, and I'm sure that's the same throughout the country. I mean, rivalries are, are not uh, exclusive to the Philadelphia area, but it's just some type of attitude and some grit and determination where people, people just seem to be never satisfied. They like to hold grudges um, and they definitely like to fight. I mean, I, uh, what's the craziest fight scenario you've gotten into in Philadelphia? Whew. Oh man, <laughs> there's been a few. Uh, the craziest one, I'm trying to think. There's there's quite a few, but uh, I would say um, so there was one one game, and it was like it was it was like the reason it was so crazy. I think it's because it was like seven in the morning on a Sunday in like a a summer rec league, and uh. I stayed out all night. I remember not going to sleep. And it was the first play of the game. I beat a guy for offensive rebound, and I scored. And then I came back down the other end and uh, got another rebound. He was pissed. He was a big guy. So then I grabbed another offensive rebound, and I just gave him a pump fake. And I could see him kind of uh, turn his – turn the momentum of his – path downwards to like elbow drop me in the top of the head and I just tucked the ball under my uh under my arm and I kind of caught him out of the air and just, just like form across his chest and like slammed him into the wall um his teammate came like running at me and I threw the ball off his face and that guy was like a he was like a year removed from playing uh like he was like a third string offensive lineman for like the New York Giants or something. I I don't know. It was a real mess, but it just wouldn't end. And I knew the guy that was refing. He was like my age and he was a, a friend of a buddy of mine who uh who was an official in the NBA. And he was like he pulled me aside. He was like, Can you just calm down right now? You know, you're you're uh you're Mark's buddy, right? He's like, just do me a favor, man. He's like, I want to go home today. It's only seven in the morning. I got like four more of these games. So I said, no problem. I went to the foul line and I'm like ready to shoot my free throws. And the guy, this guy like snuck up from like behind me and I just turned around and just threw the ball off his face. And then it just all just went right back to, right back to hell breaking loose. So that was probably the longest one. Usually they're a lot quicker than that. Um, 
<laughs> so did yeah. everybody on the team get involved in this big this big brawl at seven o'clock on a Sunday morning? Oddly enough, my team was kind of just standing around laughing about it all because it, these things happen to me all the time. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully not in TVT. I don't know why I'm always a target. I mean, I try to be very sportsmanlike and and nice to everybody, and maybe they just think you know. You know, the other thing is you play in enough rec leagues, you come, especially in a city as big as Philadelphia, you know, you know most of the people that are playing. You know most everybody. But as sad as it is to say, like, you can go to some rec league, and I'll pretty much play anywhere. I'm like, Jay always says I'm a mercenary because guys will just call me and say, hey, I need you to come play in this league. You got anything going on? And if I don't, then I go play. And, you know, it could be a guy that just got out of jail for, like, five years. He has no clue who I am. And he'll just, like, hit me with a forearm running down the court. And I just look at him like, what the hell? So I hit him with a forearm. And next thing you know, he's looking at me like I'm the dirtiest guy ever. And I'm thinking, dude, you just did the same thing to me. I'm just supposed to take that? And then, you know, then the refs got to get involved. I mean, it happens all the time. It's so weird. But it hasn't happened in TBT. And I think it's because I think it's because the stakes are high. You know, when when all that's at uh, – when the only thing that's that's on the table is like a fifty dollar ref fee and you know a, a, a ten dollar or three dollar t shirt that they give you, guys are a little more uh, prone to act like idiots. How much of that? How much of that do you think is um, attributable maybe to like you have somewhat of an eccentric appearance with the hairstyle and all that stuff? Like how much of that do you think people are looking to get you because of that? I think the the longer my hair is. The more crap I get from people, I, I also I used to bounce at bars when I was in college, and whenever I'd have like my head shaved, people were a lot more scared of me. Whenever I would like grow my hair, and especially in Philadelphia, you know, you your hair long and it's like long and blonde. People think you're some like surf surfer from L.A. <laughs> you know, oddly enough, and they're like, "Yeah, oh, this guy, this guy's so soft. Like, I'm going to try this guy." And it would always happen. So it's probably, you know, kind of the same thing, guys. Just I once actually I once got thrown out of a game because a guy. I'm gonna say his name. He's an older guy, Gary Massey. He played at Villanova back in the '80s. Like second play of the game, this guy tried to grab me in a chokehold from behind while I was boxing him out, and he threw me to the ground. And I popped up off the ground. All, it's all I did was pop up off the ground quick so, like, he wouldn't, like, hit me or something when I was down. And the ref ran over and threw me out of the game. And it was so weird because I didn't do anything. He's like, you got up too fast. And I said, okay, that's fine. But – Well, did you get up, like, like that Bo Jackson thing where he jumps from his back like you were going to try to fight him? Is that what nope. happened? I can't even do that. But it was just kind of like – I just spun up, spun around to like face him and got up off the floor before anything had happened, and they they threw me out of the game. But it was funny because then I just berated that Gary Massey character for like the next twenty minutes, and uh, he he never came back to that gym. And apparently, he was like a huge troublemaker. I thought the refs were really unhappy with me, but they came up to me like the next week or months later. Because um, I actually moved from the area a couple weeks after that, but they came up to me months later when I was visiting, and I went and played in that league with my buddies, and they were like, "Dude, we never got a chance to thank you. That guy used to do that with everyone, and then he would threaten us, and he was just like always a problem. And ever since that, he hasn't been back. 
we've never seen anyone put him in his place. So I guess I'll take one for the team and get tossed from that game. Because I haven't got – I think that might be the only game I've ever got tossed from. Maybe one other one, but, you know, it <laughs> made me feel good that I, that I actually did some good in the world on that day. What's the um... – what what are you looking forward to in terms of competing in with these guys in TBT? Is Jeff Miller going to fly across the country and play with you? What's the he, back the backstory there? He is. Jeff Miller will be flying. He uh, texted me yesterday. Um, he had, he had a lot of demands. I don't really remember what they were, but Jeff, you know, Jeff, first class airfare, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, he wants you know he wants the the red carpet. He wants he wants to stay at the Four Seasons and. You know, he wants spa day, like all that kind of stuff, you know, to be expected. You know, Jeff, I, I, I call him the franchise. Which guy in your team is indispensable? If you lose a guy in mostly sports, that's it. No chance. Oh, man, that is a tough call. Um, that is real tough. I think Brandon Brooks is huge for us just because he's a big, strong body in the middle, and he can pretty, he can pretty much defend – every position um and he's, he's also a, he's a legit olympian yeah no kidding man right he i mean is, i think you have the only olympian in the entire event to give everybody his background because it's not like he's like qualified from some random country yeah you know? so so uh brandon brooks is a uh he was actually mr basketball in the state of hawaii uh as a high school senior he went to ucla and he played um a little bit of basketball there, but he also played water polo and he was a water polo goalie. And from there he went on to play uh, goalie for the U S Olympic water polo team. Uh, he's got a silver medal. Um, and now he is the head women's water polo coach at UCLA and he runs a uh, really strong program over there. But yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, and water polo is no joke. I mean, you're, no. play, you're playing Olympic water polo. That's about as tough as it gets. Yeah, super physical. I mean, and then and that's and that's why I think he's so indispensable. I mean, he's a very physical, very strong guy, uh, but he's also incredibly athletic for his size. He, I mean, he can really move his feet. He has probably the best. I mean, I guess it comes with being a water polo goalie, but he has the best hands I've ever seen. Like very quick, you know, poking balls, getting hands on, uh, you know, to pass deflections, anything. I mean, the guy is. The guy is a pretty incredible athlete. You guys going to do any water training in advance of uh, the opening round? Um, maybe not with him, but uh, <laughs> I I might go down and uh, body surf a little bit. I might go down on the beach that's and good. <laughs> and body surf on some waves. But that, that's about as far as my water training is going to go. It's <laughs> great, TJ. Thank you so much for your time, man. It's been great. Good luck out in uh, Los Angeles on uh, July 9th. You guys open up in the regional play. No problem. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, TJ. All right. Take care. Travis Gabadon, Team 23. Where does the team name come from? Uh, it's inspired by the great uh, Michael Jordan and, you know, his number, 23. How did this team come together? Um, our GM, uh, Mike Iliano, and our coach, Ron, um, they put, put, a, put their heads together and came up with you know, getting involved in the TBT and um, wanted to reach out to guys in uh, Arizona. And um, they put together a team last season and, and actually went pretty far, further than most people expected. 
And so this year we just wanted to bounce back and, you know, put another team together and uh, just be involved with TBT. We had a great experience last year. Why are you playing in TBT this year? Um, I, you know, we fell short last year. Um, for everybody who knows, we lost by two in the championship. So I just want to get back and, um, you know, got a lot of redemption and get out there and try and win one more game. What would it mean to win TBT? Uh, man, it's not even about the money at this point. Obviously, the money, you know, that would be awesome. But um, for us to be able to bounce back and win it this year and take it that one one more game further than we did last year, it would just be, it'd be hands down probably the most exciting moment. Uh, it, it'd be, it'd mean, it'd mean the world to me for sure. Which team in your region do you think is the best besides yourselves? Uh, I don't know. I can't, I, I won't pick one because I don't want that to come back and bite me or my team in the butt. Um, but there's some good teams in the West and, uh, it's going to be tough to get out of the West. That's for sure. Uh, Travis, w- let's talk about the run that you guys had last year. It took us by surprise. We had you seated way lo- more highly than we probably should have because I think we were 13 or yeah, something was- and, and you were just ran roughshod all through the West Regional, then through the Super 17 and then the semifinal game and then came up short in the championship. But what was the experience like as you went from um, sort of underdog, at least in our perception, to really the best team in that region last year? Did you know that you guys were that good? You know, the seating, the seating was what it was. Uh, we understood it. <clears throat> you know, we're a bunch of guys that were just thrown together and no one really heard of Team 23 before. Um, that was the first year. Um, you know, it hurt, but we used that as motivation and we were able to just put put our heads together and have our chemistry and, and use that um, ranking to, to get us through the West. And, hey, if, if we're going to be 13, we'll, we'll have the, the tournament change their mind later. But, uh, no, it was it, it is what it is. We we we're not mad at you guys or anybody, but we did use that as motivation. Obviously, TBT is winner take all, and uh, I remember talking to you guys and you specifically after the game, and just how difficult that was to see you guys dealing with that. What is that like to be on the losing end of of that winner take all scenario? Uh, it was tough. It, it was probably. I mean, besides losing the last college game of my career and knowing that college was over, um, it was it was probably it had to be more than that. You know, it was it was very very difficult to deal with. Um, it was a tough pill to swallow, knowing that we were that close to to the money. Um, it was difficult, and and it still hurts to this day. To be honest with you, um, that's why coming into this this year's TBT. Um, we have a lot of motivation, and we want to use that and uh, come out with uh, some redemption. When you guys are, are thinking about redemption for 2016, what sort of things are you doing differently, or is it you're just going to try to do the same thing you did last year? No, not really different. We just uh, we just need to put together. Um, we got some obviously we got some new guys. If you look at our roster, and so we just need to make sure that we build that chemistry and you know get everybody on the same page and and you know just just keep fighting keep fighting and take that next step um everybody realizes where we were but now we need to go further so we're just using this redemption and put everybody together and and just just keep fighting and be together be one unit 
Uh, we got 12 guys, including, you know, the coach, the GM, and that's all we have at the end of the day. Yes, we have fans, but we want to um, just make sure that our group unites and, and pushes forward. Some of the pieces that you guys have added are really intriguing. I mean, DJ Strawberry is a name that really jumps off the page on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, what did, What is it about the team this year that you think is going to surprise people, be different, or do you think that you just have – uh, different pieces in place for the same type of system you had last year? Um, no, I mean, yeah, DJ is a great player. He has a great resume. Um, he's a guy who who just loves the game and wants to compete at the end of the day. Um, but with our the group that we have now and the guys that we've added, um, we want to kind of keep the same type of tempo that we used last year without giving up too much information. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about defense and and having the will to win and the fight to win. Um, so that's, you know, that's what we're looking for. One of the things that was really interesting to me about you in particular last year was watching how closely you were involved in the diagramming of plays, of coaching on the sideline before and after the game. Uh, where does that come from for you personally, just in terms of basketball acumen and, and understanding how the game is played? Um, you know, I, I've just always loved the game of basketball. Um, I have an older brother, about four and a half years older than me, who played at the University of Arizona under Lute Olson. So um, I've just always been involved in the game. He's taught me, my brother, so much. He's taught me a lot. Um, I've been able to watch Lute Olson coach at a high level. Um, I've had great coaches and people in my life. Uh, rest in peace to Brooks Thompson um, at UTSA. But um, it's just it's just what I love. I have a high IQ for the game. Um, I, I feel like when I'm out there, I, it's not only how I play on the court, but being able to help others on the court and helping them understand. Um, but when I'm done, hopefully down the down the road, a couple years, I'd like to get into coaching. That's for sure. Do you have a like a preferred place that you'd want to go? You've traveled all over the world. You're playing in the Middle East now. Uh, is there a place where you'd want to coach? Does it, do you want to be in the United States or would you go overseas? Or what do you think about that? We're talking hopefully um, five to 10 years down the road too. Exactly. exactly. Um, no, you know, I, I actually, I, I love the atmosphere of the NCAA. Um, I, I believe coaching at a, a division one would be, would be great at least to start out. Um, and then maybe go overseas. I've spent a lot of time overseas and I love it, but I think that college atmosphere and be able to, being able to, help the younger kids, you know, who are freshmen to junior, senior, um, just understand the game and have that connection, that camaraderie. One of the places you've played overseas, including this past year, and I think you sounded like you were there for two years, was Dubai. What's that like over in Dubai? Oh, it's beautiful. Um, I tell anybody if they have the chance to go to Dubai, please go to Dubai. It's, uh, it does get expensive. It is a long flight, but it's a beautiful place. It's very Americanized, great people from all over. Um, the locals are great people. It's just, it's just an amazing place. And um, I'll be going back this season and um, hopefully be there for a few years. It's a great place. I love it. What's hotter, Arizona or uh, Dubai? Oh, um, I, I tell you, I feel like it's the same. It's the same type of heat. Well, not the same heat, but um, it gets to the same uh, degrees or Celsius, if you want to call it out there. Um, but we don't have humidity, humidity here in Arizona. We, we're in the desert. It's completely dry. 
out there in Dubai, you're right on the water. So that humidity, it kicks in and it kicks your butt, that's for sure. Um, so I'd much rather this dry desert heat that we have here in Arizona. In terms of preparation for you guys in advance of, of the West Regional, which starts on the, um, the 9th of July, what are you guys doing to prepare? Are you going to be able to bring in some of these new pieces that you've had uh, on the roster already to practice and prepare with you guys? Yeah, we, um, you know, we're slowly getting things together. Um, a couple of our guys are still overseas right now or just about to return. So we're going to, they're going to have a little break, you know, give, give guys a few days to, you know, spend time with, with their families and stuff like that. Cause you know, that's families first, um, at the end of the day. So, um, but we will have everybody, um, here fortunately very soon there. Um, but, other than that, we just, you know, we have a group text on and everybody's in communication with each other. So we'll, we'll be fine. Who do you think the funniest guy on Team 23 is? Like, who, who makes you laugh the most? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, um, we, have a, we have a group and everybody, not, they're not, we don't really have someone that's really loud, you know. We, um, everybody just kind of chimes in here and there and it gets to be pretty funny at times um i'd say the guy who who probably talks the most and you know throws out the most jabs would be our coach uh ron he he likes to he likes to hear himself and and, and give guys the the one two so uh, probably coach how does um how does playing with these guys in the summer when you come home from a you know long overseas season how does how does the the way that you play the game in the summer differ from what you do overseas? Um, well, you know, I feel like overseas you're there for, you know, six to nine months. Dubai is a nine-month season, eight months. So, uh, you know, it's just – it's different as far as your, your, your mental switch, you know. Like you have to be completely locked in, um, you know, night in and night out when you're in season, whether it's practice and – and getting prepared for the, the game the next day. Um, and when you come home after season, you're able to relax a little bit, take your mind off of the grind of the, the long season overseas and be able to just go into the gym with other professionals and, and just play pick up ball. And you don't have that long preparation of scout and all that stuff. So um, the summertime is actually, they're fun because you get to hear stories of everybody else's seasons. And I'm just, you know, just hoop and enjoy the game. One of the things I always find fascinating is how much talking happens among the players. Like this is where I, I'm, when they're back for the summer, this is where I was this year. This is what this place was like. When you have those conversations with other pros, is there a place that you're envious or jealous that you haven't had a chance to play yet? Well, um, hmm. I, I think prior to being in Dubai, being in the Middle East or UAE, I would probably be jealous of a few guys or stories, but man, I tell you, uh, being out there in Dubai for, for two years has been great and, uh, uh, Europe and stuff like that. But now I'm at the point where I'll come visit Europe. I'll take a little road trip, but <laughs> playing out there, I don't know. I'm doing all right. <laughs> I appreciate your time, Travis. We'll see you out in LA. Uh, good luck. Obviously getting through that West regional. It is going to be tough this year and, uh, we'll see you on July 9th. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for us being a, letting us be a part of this again. Thank you. Glad to have you back. All right. Take care. Tim Drizzt from Team Utah. Tim, where does the team name come from? 
Um, most of our guys are uh, University of Utah alumni, and uh, so that's pretty much where where it comes from. We're all we're all living in Salt Lake now. So, how did this team come together? Um, well, we obviously we played in this tournament last year with the. Uh, with the exception of a couple other guys that are new to the to the, to the team this year, but uh, most of us just play together throughout the spring and summer when guys are back from, from playing. And old guys like me just trying to stay competitive. Why are you guys playing in TVT? Um, you know, obviously to win the money first. I mean, that's playing to win. Um, you know, I, I, we we all know that it's more fun to win than it is to lose. So, um, you know, the fun part comes with winning. But it, we we enjoy each other's company and. And uh, you know, guys are enjoy each other's families, and so we're we're a close knit group. What would it mean to you to win TBT? Uh, it, would, it would mean a lot for me personally. Uh, it mean a lot for my family. Um, it changes a lot of things. I got three young boys that I'm raising, that we're raising, and um, got some cool things going on that that I think the money would help. Which team in your region besides yourselves do you think is the best? Um, I, I like the LA Unified team. It's just, uh, the team that comes to mind first, just because. They're the team that put us out last year. Um, obviously, they got some uh, some other teams, with, uh, Seven Outs and Co- Colorado. Uh, I, I think the, the competition in our region is pretty stiff this year. I can hear in the background you guys are at the gym. Are you working out right now in advance of the tournament? Yep, definitely. Uh, we get together about four times a week and uh, and play. And a lot of guys do a lot of conditioning and, and lifting together. And some some guys do it on their own. But uh, we're here now getting it in. Is everybody back in Salt Lake City now? Uh, everybody except uh, Justin. Um, he's still back in New Mexico. He'll meet us in California early next week, and we'll get a couple of workouts in and get ready to go. Now, the team this year is all pretty much Utah guys, a uh, couple of exceptions. But I'm curious, um, what's transitioned? Like, what's the difference between 2016's team versus 2015? Um, I, I think we, as a whole, um, yeah. Second, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we got better uh, on on the perimeter. We definitely got longer uh, on the perimeter. Um, you know, I, last year I think I was more of a coach than than a player, and uh, you know I've gotten myself back into some pretty good shape, and I think I'll be able to help a little bit more just leading the team, and being a vocal leader out on the court. Now you're a Los Angeles um, native, right? Yeah. Are you looking forward to going back to LA? Family coming out to see you? Think? Oh, yeah, it's always fun to get back home. Um, I actually was back about two weeks ago. My, my oldest son played in his first AAU tournament, so uh, it'll be good to get back there again and strap it up again. <laughs> Wait, you're, you have a son old enough to play AAU ball already? Yeah, I got a, he'll, he'll be a third grader. Oh, that's great. How did he do? He's, a, he's kind of an early boomer. He, he did a good job. He's going to be better than me. So, I mean, that's probably not saying much at 32, but at some point, at one point in my life, I was okay. What, what sort of stuff do you like as a dad now having played basketball at a high level what kind of things are you finding yourself imparting to him as he's trying to reach the levels that you did uh, the biggest thing for him man, and for every young kid at this point is it, just how hard you have to play um, you know how much effort you have to play with a lot of guys got a ton of skills and you know the individual workouts and all of that stuff where you got trainers just teaching guys all this crazy stuff and it's all good but to be able to make that transition on the court and do it at game speed, and, you know, like to play defense at an early age, stuff like that. Um, but I, I didn't play any defense. I don't know if I've ever played defense, but um, to, to try to learn to play and, and, and like that into the floor as well. What kind of expectations do you have in terms of the team's success this year in TBT? Do you go into this fully thinking six wins is, 
is within the realm, or are you looking to make a deeper run? Give me, give me kind of your thought process on that. Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're, we got to come in and take it a game at a time. Um, we don't know who, what our draw is, but um, we feel really confident in our condition. We feel really confident in our ability to play the, you know, play the game the right way and play together. And uh, you know, any tournament like this, you got to mix it in with a little bit of luck. Um, so you know, I think we have what it takes on paper to win it, and you know, make a deep run. And so um, we don't sell, you know, we're not. We're not settling for losing, That's if, if, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Tim, if you guys are successful and you win TBT, what will you have done really well? We would have guarded well. We would have guarded well. Um, we would have rebounded well. Um, I, I think that we have – I think that we have enough uh, shot-making ability on our team. Um, and so it, it would be us, you know, rebounding well, especially defensive rebounding because we're a little bit undersized. And so, um, and then it would just be us, you know, hope. And I think that that would be the tale. All right. I know you got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of work to do, Tim, in advance of the tournament starting up in uh, July 9th in L.A. So good luck. Thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it too, man. And I uh, look forward to seeing you guys in a week. Sounds good, Tim. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.